Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your girl, Yanni T, the priestess, never your mistress, back for another episode of Conversations with the Priestess. I know it's been quite some time, but a bitch can explain. So let's go ahead and jump right into the show. For those that are new to this podcast, please hit that follow, subscribe button on whatever platform that you're listening to this podcast, and please leave some comments in the show notes for your girl. Let's hit it. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your girl, the priestess, never your mistress, Shani Taylor. Honey, here's another episode of Conversations with the Priestess. So get your libations and get your ancestors and sit down and have a conversation with your girl. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your girl, the priestess, never your mistress. I am back. Oh, finally. And it feels so good to be back because I've had a lot to say and a lot to share with you all. First and foremost, at the time of this episode, (laughs) it is late at night and it is like 2 or 4 a.m. on Monday, June 19th, a.k.a. June 19th. You know what this holiday represents. Thank you all again. Um, for your love and support. But again, happy Juneteenth. Um, This represents the day that um, slaves in Texas had gotten word that they had been freed. So if you want more history on that before they get rid of it, um, check the show notes. I will have some information down there for you all to get educated. And that's what I'm going to say. Again, thank you all again. It feels good to be back. And it is also Pride Month and Black History Music Month. Okay, so let's celebrate the great things about this month. Um, Speaking of Black History uh, Music Month, um, uh, Black Music History Month, I'm sorry. Um, I do want to give honor um, to the iconic Tina Turner. As many of you all know, a couple of weeks ago, she went on to become an ancestor. And I do want to pay tribute to her on this episode and I do want to say thank you for helping for helping this trans girl in her journey to womanhood and to a journey as a musician many of you all know that I love me some Clark sisters and I love me some Phyllis Hyman I am the Clark sisters all the way down fan but um I absolutely love Tina Turner um I grew up listening to her music throughout my childhood and a pivotal moment was when I saw what's love got to do with it Um, as she was portrayed by Angela Bassett and this is also where my love for Angela Bassett comes from that's a different episode but I love Tina Turner's grace and her poise but her energy at the same time and I love just how she moved with the music how she breathed of music, how she articulated music so effortlessly and her dance moves and even knowing her story is one that I resonate with um, in many ways. And I'm, I'm, I'm just grateful that she has shown what it means to really overcome and survive. And I'm sure with the jokes and memes that we've all been guilty of, Um, of making um, as we do with pop culture uh, with the jabs at Ike and Tina Turner situations of domestic abuse and 
domestic violence, and then also those who recognized her and upheld her as an icon. But going back to previous statement about the jokes and things, I can imagine that took a toll on her as well. But also being a survivor of abuse and overcoming like that, you find a new lease on life. You look at life differently. And I can truly say I can see how her journey throughout life has allowed her to see life from a different perspective. And you can hear that in her music. And I love how she found love for real and just lived lived out her last days. And I'm glad that she's at peace as an ancestor. And I will never forget at Woodruff Primary School, and to those who are listening to this podcast, um, please, please share this. I will never forget it was Mr. John Carroll, Miss Karen Hodges, and another teacher I cannot remember. I couldn't have been no more than about seven or eight or nine, maybe. And I wanted to do the gifted and talented program. And I asked my aunt that was raising me at the time and my uncle, can I do it? They said, yes. And I auditioned with Tina Turner's Proud Mary, sang it, and I did the choreography. And that stuck with me. And I've always listened to her music. Um, And it's funny that at the time of her passing, I had been playing We Don't Need Another Hero from Mad Max Thunderdome. And... I had been playing that due to the anti-trans legislative bills that was passing on to the political climate. You have to watch Matt Max Thunderdome to understand. And also having that song in my repertoire that that energized me. And I did not know me listening to that later on. She was going to become an ancestor. But one of my favorite works of art from Tina Turner was when she portrayed the Acid Queen. And I absolutely loved how we got to see her play this role. I like to see how she could embody a song in different ways, even singing the Golden Eye James Bond theme song. Oh my gosh, that is an honor to sing a James Bond theme song. And for her being one of the black women that that has achieved that says a lot. And there's so many things I can go on about Tina Turner. She's she's your fave's fave, okay? She's your fave's fave. And I want to give honor to the late Tina Turner. Thank you for being simply the best. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Oh, and that does my heart glad to get that off, you know. Got to give honor to where honor is due. Um, yes. And, and... I dare say during this Pride Month, I will say that Tina Turner isn't is a gay icon by saying she helped this trans girl, okay? Because it's something about having a woman that you can look up to. I liked her style and I liked her persona and I liked her unique attitude. And I love the fact that she traveled the world, which is something that I want to do. So I say she is a gay icon because in the gay club scene, Drag queens have always performed 
What's love got to do with it? Proud Mary, Private Dancer, Nutbush Cinnamon, her repertoire, even the live renditions of her songs. And the, the way that the LGBT community blast her music. Honey, even how she showed love in the midst of the AIDS crisis towards the LGBT community, honey. Tina Turner, she is an icon. She's a legend. And to have a black woman breaking the barriers that she did in the time in Jim Crow America, the way she did, one of the top black acts in her time, along with Ike Turner, but this is about Tina Turner, for her being one of the top acts, top black acts in America in a time to where racial tensions were high as fuck. And for her to be able to witness the changes and of course get the hell out of America Go ahead, Miss Tina Turner. Okay, she did the damn thing. She did it. And I must say, yes, she did a work like no other. And while we are speaking of ancestors and speaking about honor and things, I do want to give honor to the late Marsha P. Johnson. If you don't know who this woman is, y'all need to research her. She is the reason why we have her, Miss Major, and Miss Sylvia Rivera. They are the women that are responsible for us having Pride Month. They are the reason. These trans women are the reason why we have the rights that 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 the gays have the rights that they have. Okay. They fought for rights. And during this time of Pride Month, I want to honor her as well for just being the one that catapulted a movement. And if you listen to any narrative, you will hear that Marsha P. Johnson was the one who catapulted into action. So I do want to honor her, Miss Sylvia Rivera, and I do want to honor the living icon, the living legend, Miss Major, at this time on this podcast. And I do want to say happy pride to everyone. So I'm going to take a quick break. Here's some of church announcements, and I'll be right back. Thank you all again for listening and following Conversations with the Priestess. Thank you all for everything that y'all stood through with me. But I do want to announce a new part that I'm introducing called Not Safe for Work. What is Not Safe for Work? I'm glad you asked. This is a podcast about sex from the trans perspective. Yes, we're having trans sex talk over here on Conversations with the Priestess. Join me soon if you're a kinkster or you have curiosity of things or there's a topic that you would like for me to discuss. Please, this is the podcast for you. My email is in the show notes, but look out for it because I'm going to be talking about some heavy topics concerning sex, transness, and kink. So let's get ready for not safe for work. Live, love, and be free. Welcome back. I hope you took heed to the church announcements. (laughs) So after I gave honor to the ancestors, I had to take a break and sip on me some ginger tea as I do this podcast. So one of the things that have happened while I have not been making appearances on social media, I was preparing to upload an episode back in February and my laptop where I had everything crashed. And I was highly upset. 
And therefore, I could not make content. But thankfully, a ram in the bush came and I was able to get a new laptop to work from. And I'm grateful for that ram in the bush. And I'm so happy. And now I'm back making content. And also during that time, I was in preparation for some things as it pertains to gender affirming surgeries. And I wanted to share this in case people, you know, was questioning why I will be disappearing. So in April, I was able to schedule my date for facial feminization. And I'm happy. Um, it's mixed emotions for me. I'm, I'm excited um, because I'm able to close a chapter and really begin a new chapter in my transition. And just setting things in order right now for that time, making sure my coin is stacked. And if you want to help your girl make sure that she has every need met, y'all, please hit that link in the show notes. For crowdfunding stuff. So help a black trans woman out. And Juneteenth is upon us at the time of this podcast. So support this black trans woman. Play, pay black trans people and, and pay black people during Pride Month and during Juneteenth month. Okay. Pay, pay black queer trans people. Okay. Now. But I'm thankful that I got my facial feminization finally. Um, it's bittersweet. And I didn't want to announce it at first because I understand that a lot of my trans brothers and sisters in places like Florida and various states are not able to access gender affirming care. And I want everyone to be able to access gender affirming care. That's why we have to keep fighting. And it it sucks to see that people are willing to Bend the law and other a group of marginalized people already because of white Christian nationalism and white supremacy is annoying. But thankfully, states, uh, many states have overturned and are fighting against these anti-trans legislative laws, these anti-trans laws. That are out there. So we are seeing progress. And I do believe that we will come out with the upper hand. On this. And we have to keep fighting. And. I am aware of everything that goes on. But. On this podcast for the sake of my mental health. And being mindful of others. We're we're often inundated. With news about anti-trans legislation. Anti-trans rhetoric. And a lot of the transphobic stuff that it gets overwhelming and sometimes you have to take a break from it all and that's one thing that I've done as well um during my time away I took some time away to really focus on me and get myself together um because now that we're out of the winter months I'm no longer in the sad season for those who know what sad is you know what I'm talking about if you don't know look it up and I'm grateful um for everything just being well, um, given the circumstances that we're all facing. And on top of my facial fem surgery and everything else, I've actually have been working on some things 
making plans, but I've also taken the time to travel and enjoy life. I'm able to, I was able to enjoy life on Memorial Day weekend. I was able to go with a friend to Avalon Resort in West Virginia, which we were concerned about going, but we've, we've since talked and have talked about other avenues of travel and venues and things, but, um, I had a great time. It felt good to have the sun on my skin to be out there at one of my favorite places, a nudist resort, because I am a nudist. And it was so liberating and fun. It it has been awesome. But in my rest time in between episodes, I've really um, I've really just been working my nine to five and focusing on getting the stage set for my time from when I have my surgery and my recuperation time and making sure that I have the finances that I need and making sure my support system is aware of what's going on with it. And uh, it can be exhausting at times when you're preparing for such a process. And I purposely am not sharing the journey um, via vlog or on social media for my own personal reasons. Um, And that's just a boundary that I set you know, in what I post on social media. And that's basically where I've been. I've been living and preparing for facial feminization surgery. And I just being watchful and making sure I'm present um, when the things and the powers that be want to affect my rights and shit. So, yes. And I know also in the church announcements, you heard about something called not safe for work. Ah, so... With not safe for work, I decided that I'm going to finally talk about sex on this podcast. So not safe for work will be something that I will bring on Fridays. And it's going to deal with kink, sexuality, and I'm going to talk a little bit about my journey in sexuality, especially since I've transitioned, um, which... I have been really exploring more of my sexuality lately, exploring more of kink play as well. And it's been an interesting journey in exploring kink and really exploring my sexuality even more. As you know, I identify as a pansexual and I really don't like putting a label on it because sexuality is fluid and it's just right now, I'm enjoying my fluidity and my sexuality. Um, And I'm thankful that my sexuality is no longer policed like it was under Christianity. Because I was so heavily steeped in religion, I realized that I was sexually repressed. And thank God, you know, for therapy. And thank God for me actually taking the time, even though I was in Christianity, to study about sexuality, study about gender outside of what I was taught in religion. And I'm thankful that I have the language that I have now to articulate better, you know, just wild journeys that we go on. And that is why I'm bringing to you this podcast. And I'm sure that those who are sexually active, there are people out there that thoroughly enjoy sex. Trans people, I want to let you know, trans people, we thoroughly enjoy sex, okay? 
I, as a trans woman, I enjoy sex. I like everything about sex. There is. I have my limits and I have my boundaries. I have my kinks. I have things that, you know, I ain't trying to get into. But I believe in a healthy, organic conversation about sex and sexuality. And no, y'all are not going to hear about some of my sexual escapades. Y'all going to hear some things from my perspective, yes. But y'all ain't going to hear all the gory details. I'm not going to drop names. I'm not that type of girl. But it's just a healthy conversation about sex and sexuality. And I just want to get that and throw that in the hat and have a great conversation. Hopefully this will open up dialogue. But look out for Nate not safe for work coming very soon. Coming very soon. So speaking of transness and sex and sexuality, did want to talk about in this episode my adventures in dating and these apps. I want to talk about that. Now, recently, I decided that I wanted to play the field a little bit. I decided that I wanted to meet new people and actually be social and not be so introverted. Which, for those of y'all that know me, I am a people person. Until I am ready the fuck to go. Okay. I can only be around people for so long. And I'm saying the general populace. I can only be around a big crowd for so long. Until I am drained and I'm ready to go. And cuddle up with a blanket and a pillow. After drinking hot tea and smoking a good blunt. That's the type of woman that I am. Now, I there are times where I like being out. There are sometimes I just don't want to be bothered. We're like that. And for me, I I know how I want to build my circle. And I'm taking the chance and going out meeting new people and also going out and dating. But also as it relates to me being a kinkster, meeting new people in the kink world as well, which you will all hear about on Not Safe for Work, coming same station, same channel, just a different set of things. But recently, I have been on the apps. And recently, yes, I've had some great dates and I have had some great conversations with people, but I've also had some experiences that were not not so wild. So one thing about me, especially on the hookup apps and a lot of the dating apps, number one, If you have a blank profile, you do not have a description or you do not have any pictures, I'm not going to entertain you. Plain and simple. Why should I entertain you and you're being mysterious? That's dangerous for me as a black trans woman in America. But also it gives me nothing to work with. That's an automatic block. And I have been on apps and... The conversation has actually been good. Um, so here's a little bit of a story time. So a few nights ago, I was on the apps late, couldn't sleep. So I was just playing around the apps, you know, and I was actually being a hoe that night. <laughs> I was actually looking for some fun being grown because I'm an adult. So I was on there scrolling and someone and I started connecting this Young lad hit me up and I call him young lad. This man is my age. Okay. I just call him a young lad and you'll see why I call him a young lad 
you know, for a reason. So me and this guy had been talking. We started chatting and we finally exchanged Telegram, which when he suggested Telegram, I was like, you know what? Red flag number one. So I already knew this wasn't going to last. So we chatted and stuff and we exchanged pictures and stuff. And yes, we did some adult stuff. We grown. But we had started to plan a date and I'm like, well, I haven't gotten your number yet. So we finally exchanged numbers and we started texting, but it was too many red flags. Number one, because he started sending me pictures back to back to back. And for y'all that don't understand this, whenever you're talking to someone, number one, and they start love bombing you and giving you excessive comments, that's a red flag right there. That's a red flag. That's a red flag that they have ulterior motives, that they may part, they may, something is going on, run. And also the fact that while we were planning this date, we had said it for a certain time. He said, well, I'm going to be leaving the gym at this time. Is it okay if I come to your place and shower? I said, I tell you what. I said, today is not good. Can we reschedule for another time? I'll let you know. He was like, sure. Now, in this instance, I never gave this guy any inkling about where I lived. I just told him that I lived in the city. That's it. And what turned me off immediately, other than the excessive pictures, was that he actually, and he started sending the excessive pictures after we agreed on a time and place to go on a date. Like he was sending me pictures of him in the gym, which I'm like, either number one, you're showing me pictures of yourself in the gym. To illustrate that you're taking care of yourself or to illustrate that you're strong or whatever was in your mind. Cool, but I don't want all of that. Number two, I already knew when he started sending those pictures, this is not going any further. And I was trying to figure out in the conversation how to gently let him down because I really didn't want to deal with a whole bunch of possible transphobic statements because I rejected this person. And I don't have time for a whole bunch of bullshit because one thing I want my trans sisters to know, and, and they can they can attest to this. A lot of times, especially on social media or especially on these dating apps, when we tell a guy that he's that we're not interested in him, he will start to get transphobic with us and try to obliterate us because we said no. It doesn't happen all the time, but it has happened and it happens. Next thing. About that. So during the conversation and the point that really drove home that, yeah, I got to just block this man. He when he asked me, could he come to my house and shower? Red flag. And that was a after I, I had to say, well, you know, let me reschedule me saying let's reschedule was my way of getting out. And I ended up blocking him. I felt that I did not feel the need to say in this instance that I was not interested because I'm like, uh, uh, you are asking to use my shower, sir. Why you can't shower at the gym? And I asked him, I said, sir, why can't you shower at the gym? You know, he was like, well, I'm going to get musty because the air condition is broke in my car. 
I said, yeah. I said, well, I'll tell you what. I hope you get it fixed, but let's reschedule another time. I was like, honey, that's too many red flags because I felt like I was being cased and that honey, he could have just did anything to me. So I'm like, nah, yeah, I'm good. Let me just go ahead and block him on everything. And I had to block him on everything. And child, that was a hot fucking mess. And it's stuff like that as to why I really don't fuck with these hookup apps, these dating apps anymore. Now, I do use other things for the kink arena, but what, but holistically on all of these platforms, I vet people. I'm going to talk to you on the app as long as I can and see number one, the energy that you're giving in conversation. Number how, how number one, how quick you drop your phone number. Cause some people be a little bit hasty, but also let me let me see. Are you going to keep in contact with me before I give you my number? And what is your conversation going to be like? Because I'm going to see, number one, how quick you get the sex. Number one, I'm going to see if you fetishize me. And this is not... Now, you can't do all that on Grindr, Jacked, and all that other shit. I'm talking about on things like OkCupid, Tinder, which those are still used for hooking up to. You know, it is what it is. But regardless of how I meet someone, I'm going to get I'm going to see what your conversation is and how your approach is, because it's how you approach me. If you approach me on some creep shit, if you just say if you just send me a dick picture after we match or after I add you to my social media or as soon as you see my profile, number one, and you ain't got no pictures up or your profile is very mysterious or you have nothing but memes. Number one, you're getting blocked. And if you send me an ashy dick picture, I'm going to ask you why the fuck is ashy. And then I'm going to proceed to block you. Or either I'm just going to block you, period. Because it's annoying on these apps. And one thing that I absolutely hate now on these dating apps is... Okay, cis men that are listening to this podcast, I want to have a conversation with y'all about approaching trans women in different spaces. Number one, <clears throat> before you approach a trans woman, please do your research. There's YouTube, there's Google, there's Bing. There are ways for you to find out how to approach a trans woman as a trans amorous, trans attracted individual, as a person who is interested in trans women. Please understand and realize <laughs> That it is not our job to educate you. You should do some of the work before you get to us. Because you will find other trans women, women telling you how to treat trans women, okay? It gets on my nerves, and I've had this happen a lot. Trans men ask me, wow, I'm interested in you, but I've never been with a trans woman before. Does that make me straight or does that make me gay? Sir, I cannot answer that for you <laughs> because, sir, you should already, number one, have your fucking answer. I am a woman, so it's it's going to make you straight because you're dating a woman because trans women are women. And what I realized that a lot of cis people are focused on when it comes down to sexuality and trans women, sex and trans women or sexual orientation in trans women and trans people, they're looking at body parts. People, y'all can y'all can separate sex from gender, okay? 
I don't feel like getting to that. Just do your damn work. But cis men, please do your work. Cis women do the same thing, okay? Do the same thing with my trans masculine brothers. I'm not going to speak for them. They can speak for them. Y'all follow my brother, um, the Lavender Bandit on social media. His things are in the show notes for trans masculine folk. Go check out my brother. But my whole thing is that if y'all are curious about us, we don't want to fucking hear that. Oh, this is my first time with a trans woman. Oh my gosh. Do you not know how many times we hear that? And nine times out of 10, you're fucking lying because yeah, how you talk and how you access otherwise. And one thing about me, I pay attention to the things that you say. And I also pay attention to what's in your profile. Number one, I do not deal with anyone that has an American flag that's black in their profile. I do not deal with black men, black cis men who have the American flag in their profile because they follow the same mindset of the colonizer. And I ain't got time for that. And if you know what I'm talking about, if you are on Twitter um, and you see these black men that have these flags, the American flag in their profiles. Yeah, watch out for them because, yeah, they're the ones that tap dance, okay? I'm just going to be real. They are the tap dancing. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that I've had to deal with. A lot of these types infiltrating my inbox in various platforms, even on OkCupid, out of curiosity, or Taimi as well, out of curiosity of a trans body, really is this the game this is the hill y'all want to die on today like for real before you get to trans women do your research we are tired of educating you fools about shit for real it, it gets tiresome and i am thankful that even in my experiences on the apps i've actually ran into some great people that i was able to connect with not on a sexual level but on an intellectual level, on a friend's level. And it's, it's, it's been great. It's been great. Uh, and one of those friends, we actually went to after hours and had fun like, and danced the night away. Now, granted, we both felt the results because, you know, after a certain age, you can't party like that. But it's all about meeting new people and having fun. Now, if it turns out y'all be friends with benefits, that's cool, you know. But one of the things that I have been using recently is Lex. Um, and I'm not going to give too much information about that because I don't want the wrong people to get on that. And I have something else. I have something else to say to my cis people. Dear cis people. Dear cis people. Specifically to my cis men. Please do not put in your profile that you are a trans man because trans women, we will ask fucking questions. Okay. We know when you faking the funk. One of the experiences that I had, this guy hit me up. We matched and he said trans man. And I'm like, nah, because I think I've seen you on another app before. And I think you sent me your news. 
went back to said app, saw the same person's picture. I said, are you sure you're a trans man? Because I've seen you on another app. He said, wait, let me explain. And I immediately block him. Sir, what is there to explain other than you are putting people's lives in danger and masquerading as a trans person when you are not trans? Don't fucking do that shit. You are putting people in fucking danger. And I don't understand why y'all think that shit is cute. Don't do that shit. And I want to say this to those, and I'm not bashing anyone, but to those who are in the cross-dresser community, please do not put in your profile that you are trans. Especially if you just dress up as a sexual gratification and you take all of that off and go back to your regular life. Baby, you are not trans. You're just you're just dressing different for sexual attention. And I hate that shit with a passion and, and it annoys me. When I'm invited to groups on social media and it says CDTV TSTG, no. We are not in the same category, baby. No, we don't even use the term transvestite anymore. But if you have CD in your profile, anything, and the, another thing, if someone has CD, TV, or TG in their profile, I typically do not respond to that because they obviously haven't done the work. And in my opinion, and some have, they just have a preference for it all. But I typically don't deal with those type of profiles anyway. But it bothers me when people want to add me to groups that have CD, TV, and TG. And I'm like, we're the under the same umbrella. We are not. One is a kink. One is an outdated idea of describing trans people. And basically describes how one dresses. And another one, like I said, is a kink. But transgender is one's personhood and identity. It has nothing to do with fetishization. And this is the type of behavior, in my opinion, that blurs the lines of being transgender and being a fetish. And sadly, human beings are fetishized. And when we say fetishized, only looked at and approached as if we are a, a sexual object, I, that is, which is denying our humanity. That shit bothers me. And with these experiences, it has made me more cautious and more selective about what platforms I use and how I interact with individuals. And I am not, I am not regretful at, as to how I'm handling these things. And I've been talking for almost 40 minutes. I'm about to let y'all go. But also, I do want to say this much about Juneteenth. Dear white people, for Juneteenth, this is not a time for you to throw BBC events. This is not a time for you to make flyers like they did in Greenville, South Carolina uh, to celebrate and commemorate Juneteenth, but plaster white faces on them. This is not about white people. This is about black people. And one thing that pisses me off about Juneteenth is not that it's a federal holiday, but the fact that black folks still don't have reparations and that 
I feel that only black people should be off hmm. on this day. And also, it's sad that for the black people that do have to work on this day, they're not getting paid a livable wage. And they're not being treated fairly on a lot of the jobs that we're on. You know? And so, I just have a lot to say about that. I am grateful that it's being recognized. Don't get me wrong. But while we're celebrating Pride Month and celebrating Juneteenth, we can call attention to the work that still needs to be done. And that's one thing about Pride Month and Juneteenth. We recognize that there's still a work to be done, but we're still fighting because we made it through. We're going to continue to make it through. We're going to continue to make it through. But with all of that, I done rant and raved long enough. Thank you all again for your love and support of this podcast, Conversations with the Priestess. I look forward to bringing Not Safe for Work to you all. Let me know what you all think. Don't forget to email me. Um, email is in the show notes. Talk to priestess at gmail.com. Live, love, and be free from the priestess. Smooches. Oh